You're listening to The Toolbox, a podcast from Westwood Church's college ministry designed to train, equip, and encourage college students and young adults in their walk with Jesus as they take the gospel to a fallen world. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to The Toolbox. My name's Christian Barrett, and I'll be your host. Since this is our first episode, I think it's important for me to walk you through why we're doing this podcast, why we're bringing this opportunity to you to be better trained, equipped, and encouraged as you take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost world. So how will we do this in regards to this specific podcast? There are lots of ways that we could go about this, but we're going to focus on five main areas. The first way that we'll do this is by walking through what the Word of God says. It's so important for Christians to understand the Word as they go into the world to share of a God that the world hates. The second way, and I think this one really goes along with the first one in some ways, is by studying theology and teaching through some key theological doctrines. Theology is the study of God as he is presented in his word. And it's important for us to understand theology as we take the word and apply it. So it's important for us to know God and to know his word. And theology helps us do that as we go into this lost world. And it helps us to believe in God more and to understand who he is as the Bible presents him. And why do you think that's so important? Why does it matter whether or not others think we believe in the God of the Bible? Well, when George Whitfield, the famous preacher during the Great Awakening in America, uh, was preaching, at one point he had the notorious philosopher, skeptic, and non-Christian David Hume at one of his sermons. And, and in this scenario, David Whitfield, David Hume is spotted by a Christian. He says, Hume, I thought you didn't believe in the gospel. Hume's response is stunning. He said, I do not. But he, and he nodded to Whitfield, does. As Christians, we should live in such a way that the world sees that we truly believe what the Bible says and that we truly know the God of the Bible. I think theology and biblical studies will help us better do that. The third way that we kind of plan to go through training, equipping, and encouraging you is by presenting you with different evangelism tactics. This will include ways to start conversations, ways to bridge conversations to the gospel, and how to build relationships for the sake of presenting the gospel. The fourth way can be vital for evangelism, and this one is one of my more favorite areas, and that's of apologetics. And so we're going to do some apologetics training as we prepare you to answer objections that are made to the Christian faith as you go and evangelize in this world. We live in a time where Christians and the faith is constantly under attack. So it's important for us to be able to defend why we believe what the Bible says and the Bible itself. The last way that I hope to accomplish this task of equipping you and training you and having you be raised up to go out and spread the gospel is by providing you with meaningful resources. 
This will come through uh, book reviews, through re reviews of different resources that are out there, and just making you more aware of what is at your fingertips. Uh, many theologians call the 21st century the golden era of apologetics. Why? Because there's never been more resources available to you than this time right now. So with all of that being said, I think it's time for us to get into the topic for today, which is a Christian worldview. What does that mean? Well, to put it in the simplest terms, a Christian worldview is the viewing and the interaction with the world through a biblical lens. But why start here for this podcast? Could have gone a hundred different directions with where to begin, but I think it is paramount for us to have a Christian worldview before we begin to look at any other issue going on in the world. So many creeds and confessions in Christian history start with I believe or we believe. So what we believe matters. It dictates how we view everything. For example, if we believe that everything in the world is material, then we will never be able to come to a place where we believe there is anything at all that is spiritual or non-material. The Christian worldview starts with a belief in the God of the Bible. The Word of God should dictate how Christians think about the world and how they interact with it. Christians are not called to have an atheistic worldview, a Muslim worldview, or a Mormon worldview. Now, that may sound redundant to say those things. Well, of course, a Christian shouldn't have a worldview of a different religion. But the point is, it could have come across that Christians don't always have a biblical worldview. But they should. A Christian is supposed to only have a biblical worldview. Is it supposed to be an exclusive way that they view the world? Through biblical lens. This means that Christians are not supposed to have a Western or a political worldview. This means Christians aren't supposed to think about things from a Republican or conservative standpoint or a Democratic or liberal standpoint. No, Christians are to have one worldview that is dictated by the Word of God. You may be sitting there and saying, well, obviously Christians shouldn't have a Christian worldview that is not founded upon the Bible. But I, I want to give a historical example as a bit more drastic than issues of our own day at times. But I think it'll get the point across that this isn't always the case. In the 19th century, slavery was a huge issue, right? The American Civil War happens in the 19th century. But even the, this didn't just stop at politics. This wasn't a Washington, D.C. or a state's issue. This was going on in the churches. There was division on where Christians stood. Some Christians argued that, no, no, we should look at this issue as a political issue. Uh, Christians on the other side said, no, no, no. Everything we think about in this world should come from a biblical lens. And so there was a correction that was made by the Christians that thought about things from a Christian worldview and calling out uh, their fellow man, their fellow brothers and sisters in these churches to correct them, to think about these things from a Christian worldview. That's just one example of Christian how Christians have failed to keep this biblical worldview in history. So what about Christians in 2020? 
power to we to keep the Christian worldview in this day and age? First and foremost, it comes from an understanding that Christians are not supposed to look like the world. We are to be transformed by the word of God. And that transformation includes the transformation of the mind. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is a call for all Christians to view everything in the world through a biblical lens, and that can only be accomplished by being saturated in the Word of God and spending time with the Lord in prayer. Some verses that I think are very practical for Christians to memorize to help them better stay on track um, when it comes to thinking about the world biblically, but even more so in a, just a recognition of who God is and what he calls us to come from Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. We might see these verses to be important when it comes to thinking from a Christian worldview. Why? Well, sometimes in life there are issues that cannot be easily discerned. So it may be helpful to ask yourself, is this loving God? Is this loving others? For application purposes, let's look at the current issue of the government's orders to be in gatherings of less than 10 people. So no gatherings of 10 or more people. Should Christians gather in groups of 10 or more? That's the question we're going to look at. Well, first, let's look at it ourselves and ask ourselves, is doing this showing our love for God? So is gathering in groups of 10 or more showing our love for God? Well, one of the ways that we show our love for God is by obeying his commands, by being obedient to him. Nowhere in the Ten Commandments given to Moses does it say to not gather in groups of ten or more. So it's not black or white on that issue. However, in Romans 13 or 1, it says, Let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So gathering in groups of ten or more is not loving to God, for it disobeyed what he has laid out for us in his word as we are to submit to the authorities at hand. Second, let's ask ourselves: is it showing love to our neighbors to gather in groups of 10 or more? Since we know this coronavirus travels very quickly and can be very dangerous to many people, even deadly, it's unloving for us to gather in groups of 10 or more. After walking through these two questions, Christians can say from a Christian worldview, from a biblical worldview, that people should not gather in groups of 10 or more because it's disobedience to God's word and shows a lack of love for God. And since the coronavirus can be deadly to others, it shows a lack of love for others.
The Christian worldview will lead to different interactions and way of thinking that we have with most of the world. Some other areas that this may be seen in are areas of technology, education, science, gender and sexuality, the environment, and in work. This list is by no means exhaustive. And I want to challenge you to think of some areas that Christians may differ from in regard to how the world thinks about things. So as we begin to close out here, I just want to challenge you to first saturate your mind with the Word of God. Get to God in His Word and in prayer. This is where your mind will be shaped so that you may think about the world from a Christian perspective. The only right way of thinking and interacting with this world for a Christian is done through a biblical Christian worldview. So the next time an issue comes up, ask yourself, is this loving to God? Is this loving to my neighbors? Allow the answers to those two questions dictate to dictate how you respond to the current situation. Sometimes it's easy to think about an issue from a Christian perspective. The Bible can be pretty black and white on certain issues. So sometimes the only question you may have to ask is, what does the Bible say about this? As Christians, we believe that God has given us his word. So we should use that word to dictate how we think and interact with the world so that we may be better equipped to take the gospel to the lost. That's all I have for you for this first episode of The Toolbox. If you have any questions, you can email them to me at christian at mywestwood.org, and I'll do my best to answer them either here or responding back to you on email. I'd also like to invite you to join our live stream on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time. You can find the stream on our website at mywestwood.org. Until next time, friends, stay blessed.